How's your Monday morning? <laughs> it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, the weather is finally starting to warm up here. Okay. Finally. Let's just say, let's not, let's don't jinx it. Let's not All jinx right. it. <laughs> but you know it's going to trick us because this Midwestern weather is like crazy. It's all over the at place. At least one. Well, at least, you know, one more time. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. It, it's probably going to trick us like twice. Yeah. And then we thought we weren't going to get a winner. Were we <laughs> wrong? We literally were like, Because it was warm for like the longest. I know. But it's all good. We're making the best of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, yes. And I'm making the best of it, getting creative, using this downtime to stir up some of that energy. I agree. Yeah, but it's another Monday. I'm looking forward to this week. How is everyone doing out there? I hope everyone's Monday is off to a great start. This is People Being People with Mona and Tyler. Tyler and Mona. This is a podcast where we talk real life situations, things that are going on in our life, in the world, entrepreneurship, all that good stuff. We just throw it all in a bucket and kind of mix it up, man. <laughs> people Being People. Yay! I hope everyone's Monday is going great. Let's crush it this week. Let's achieve our goals. All of that good stuff. This is People Being People. Let's get to it. You know, Self-love isn't an easy journey. Especially when you have came from a really broken place inside of you. It's an everyday joy, 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 joy. It feels like season two is finally kicking off because we got some good things going on here today. We got some good things stirring up and I'm know. so excited about this episode. I'm ready to get into it. I'm you know, ready. we got one of our good friends sitting right here with us and we haven't introduced her yet because you know what I mean? We got to make this real special. We got to make this <laughs> very special. We have the one and only Knock Thatch on the podcast today Hello. on People Being People. How are you? How are you? I'm doing so well. Awesome. Really, like, I, I'm still starstruck and even more so now <laughs> having heard the intro and just <laughs> watching you guys together. Your energy is so real. I Love thank you. appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. We wanted you. We wanted to get you on the podcast today because I know you have a story and a story of entrepreneurship and starting your own business. And so let's just get into it. And yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go way back. Okay. Who, yeah, who is, way back. Let's go you way guys back. Know who, each is, other. who is not? Where did your story start? Where are you from? I want to know all of that good stuff because Knock and I we have some history from the past. We're gonna get into that today. It's kind of funny, you know <laughs> what I mean? We were talking a little bit about it before we started recording, but yeah. Um, one thing about Knock, I can say off back is she is a very patient person and I will let you guys know why <laughs> later on but first and foremost I just want to hear a little bit about you know where everything started from you for you you know yeah I'll give you a, a little refresher and even go back a little bit further there too um so I would say that the the superpowers really started growing when I was between four to eight years old. Oh, wow. Um, so my family immigrated when I was about two years old from Vietnam. And being the youngest person in our family and growing up with the, the most um, education when it came to English, learning English yeah. at the earliest age, I became the family translator. Oh. So, yeah. Um, going to doctor's appointments, um, the stores, uh Oh. Anywhere where, yeah, anywhere where we we really needed um, to bridge that gap of understanding. Yeah. And so that's where I, I always tell people, like, I learned how to tell stories. I learned how to communicate. I learned how to listen to things that weren't being said at a very young age. Yeah. Um, so that that helps to make sense of some of the things that I learned how to do at, a, you know, later stage in life. Um, I went to college being a major academic. I hadn't really worked much in my life, but I grew up in Sioux Falls, graduated from O'Gorman in 2008. Oh. Um, and, and I left to, uh, about 12 years ago. Oh, okay. Now, I didn't go very far. I was in Vermilion for six years and Aberdeen for another six years, which is where I met Tyler. Oh. Um, back in, like, I think 2015. Yeah, right it had to be now. about that was 20. like six years ago. Wasn't yeah, it? that was 2015. Yeah. Crazy story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I had just 
managed a restaurant through like its th- first three years um, in Vermilion. And then I went on to do car sales in Aberdeen. There was a brief stint at a law firm in there in Sioux Falls. Oh, okay. But I, I quickly moved up to Aberdeen and did car sales for an entire year, which is where I met Tyler from like 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And then I, I took everything that I learned from sales and quick transactions and went and worked for an upstart hotel company um, doing their sales and marketing development, eventually became director of PR, wow. and then um, went on to become the vice president of communications for the franchise company, managing corporate communications wow. for over 60 hotels. Wow, yeah. that, that's very interesting. And now you have your own business that you started maker mix maker and so it's a marketing company with with like public relations and and communications and communication so do you teach like brands on like how to public speak or like what like Mostly working with small business owners right now. Um, You'll notice that like my way of speaking, I am so introverted that it's not that public speaking or speaking to people is particularly my forte. Um, I'm good at bridging the gap of understanding it once again, but I'm not particularly doing great at public speaking. I get very like inside myself and wondering if I even make sense to people most of the time. So that's how I get into my head when I'm actually talking. But um, where Mixmaker is really interesting to people and, and is capturing somewhat um, unexpected level of attention so far is I started just over 100 days ago, really. Whoa. Oh, I thought it was like I a year this, ago. Yeah, that I is thought this awesome. was something you've been doing. Yeah. Woo, well, hey, congratulations <laughs> on taking like, that leap. And didn't, you were in the 605 magazine. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So that is amazing. (laughs) I didn't know it was 100 days. I thought this was like a year, like Mona Lisa said. No, uh, I mean, a year ago, I was knee deep into communications for the franchise company. And the pandemic was just about to hit, you know, so we were going 100 miles in one direction and then came to a complete stop um, in a matter of a few weeks from today. We'll be looking at the pandemic declarations anniversary. Yeah. Wow. So um, what I did in-house is really translate between um, different orbits. So you have executives, you have investors, you have um, franchisees for this, you know, mm-hmm. hotel franchise company, all of its operators. And then, of course, the end consumer, the, the guests who are staying at the hotels. Oh. Um, yeah. So most of my time was really I, I managed a few um, employees and projects in-house, but it, it was actively producing and writing um, to all of these people to let them know that, you know, we're doing everything that we can and their safety, their investment um, are at the forefront of our minds. Every wow. Day. Yeah. So it seems like you've been like really passionate about communication, obviously, since you were younger from yeah. like your parents, you know, growing up in Sioux Falls and, you know, speaking on that a little bit, like, was it, was that stressful for you as like a child? Like, being the communicator with everything and like I couldn't imagine like I feel like that you know that's awesome that was the you know a lot on your shoulders for sure like Thank you how, how was that. how was that growing up was it stressful was yeah like how was it the uh, well the risk was so real and I could recognize the risk of, of yeah. not communicating accurately or um or you know, not being able to communicate the truth because yeah. there are so many things that you don't even understand growing yeah. up at that age. And, yeah. Yeah. and you're trying to communicate it to, you know, medical professionals or store clerks. Right. And um, so the risk was real. I always, I also say that pain is such a good teacher. It's an efficient teacher. Yeah. Um, I didn't need too many painful lessons before, you know, I, I yeah. would correct my behavior. But um yeah, the risk of misunderstanding, I think, was so painful to me that it made me into a good communicator. Yeah, I saw that directly, you know, back to 2015. Tell the story a, a little, little bit, bit okay? You know, about the, <laughs> me mentioning how patient Knock is. So, long story short, I bought my first vehicle from someone um, through the dealership that Knock worked at. And shortly after buying that vehicle, I started experiencing problems with it. And me being 
uh, how old, 21, 22-year-old me, <laughs> you know, upset that the vehicle, having all these problems with it and stuff like that. I run back to the dealership. I'm ready to trade the thing in, get rid of it. I'm <laughs> like, how it works. fuck this vehicle. It's breaking <laughs> on me. I'm taking it to the, you know, uh, get repairs done on it every now and then. So I take it back and not gets with me. I spend days with Knox. She's showing me all of these different cars and stuff. And the whole time I'm thinking like, you know what I mean? I, I'm probably wasting this lady's time. <laughs> you know? she, she, has a, she has food to put on the table and I'm just running around a lot with her. And she's just patient showing me every vehicle, you know, all the amenities, everything like that. But through Knox being so patient with me, it sparked the interest in me for vehicle sales and all of that good stuff and shortly after all of our net listeners know that i have experience in, in um, the automotive industry selling vehicles so thanks to not you know what i mean she really inspired me she was so patient with me you know she drove the I, my vehicle wasn't working at the time obviously so she would drive the vehicles to my house <laughs> and pick me up take I me on the, yeah take me on a test drive wow. from the house and stuff you know and she was so patient with me. And not only that, her character didn't change after I didn't end up getting a new vehicle. She was still the same. You wow. know what I mean? Through her showing me six other vehicles, she didn't change after I didn't end up buying a car from her. Wow. You know? So that told that's me patience a lot about right that's there, patience right? because I dealt with people that walked in the dealership with like boxing gloves on, like ready to fight whoever. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was a few days I felt like somebody was ready to KO me just for being a car salesman, you know. But she was really patient, um, really personable, you know. Uh, and I felt like she was my friend, and I think that was important. And yeah. lastly, she didn't change after I didn't buy a car. So, yeah, no, speaking of, you know, um, being. Oh, snap. Wow. Oh, I didn't know you were. I was I was making some content right now. <laughs> God. So speaking of working at a car dealership, like I feel like it's like a man's job. I mean, the traditional way. How was that? Like were was there other females selling cars? Is it yeah. normal? Like I you know, cuz like when I go when I go like to you know the car lot i usually just see males working there so like how was that for you like working there were you like the only female was there other females or was it yeah how was that yeah so i i would say that um the male to female ratio there are challenges there and there were cultural challenges too because mm -hmm. i think you put um, a bunch of salespeople under one roof and the program can either be we work together or we work for ourselves. Oh. And um, being able to really help not only myself, but others overcome that major obstacle mm -hmm. within that year was, was huge. We ended up having one of the largest months. Well, actually, we had a record-breaking month oh, um, wow. after we did yeah, a lot of personal development, the dealership owners mm -hmm. themselves. Oh, so they do do that. Oh, yeah. Quite heavily, oh, yeah, okay. into um, a self-development program for us. And and really being able to work together and count everyone's sales toward the same goal, I think that helped a lot. To answer your first question, Mona Lisa, the, um, some of the most successful and most consistent people on the team were women. <gasps> And mm -hmm. over time since then, I have noticed that um, women like have such a natural way of building value through every interaction that they have. Mm -hmm. So even when I went on to do like conferences and trade shows and things like that for the hotel company, I, I, I was always watching those women and, and how they always hit the mark. Yeah. You know? Like with every meeting they had, with every interaction they had, they hit the mark and then they built even more value. There was never a waste of time. time. Yeah. That's yeah. not trying to be feminist, but women no. are super, super, superheroes. Absolutely. And <laughs> they really are. One thing about it, I feel like just through history, I feel that women have been oppressed for that very reason. Yeah. Based on fear that you all's natural abilities um, might, you know, uh, be a downside to someone else, to men, yeah. quote unquote. Be, you yeah. know what I mean? Because with women, 
you know, it's in you guys' nature to to Newton be nature. patient. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even us as parents, you know, I I'm feel like women are the nurturers for yeah. kids and stuff like that. It's it's in you guys' nature to be patient and to be nurturers, and in turn, I feel in cells that helps people feel like they're valued and that they're heard. And I think that's the number one important thing when it comes to sales, no matter what sales class you take or what seminar you attend, Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, that person wants to feel heard beyond you selling them a product or a service or whatever. They, They want to feel like you're their friend and that you're there for them. And again, that's the first thing that I noticed while working with Knock was that she was super patient and she really listened to my my problems and she um you know was very empathetic you know if I felt like she felt the pain that I was in (laughs) and my frustration from having all of these difficulties with that new vehicle that I bought so no that's a very great point Uh, women are are crushing it these days and I look forward to seeing you know where women go in the future with entrepreneurship you know being business owners because for so many years for decades women have been oppressed when it comes to these things you know based on I believe fear yeah from men yeah I have I have one other question about the car sales because I don't it really interests me so would while working there like would men feel a certain way knowing that women were pretty much beating them in sales like would like would they feel I, I really want to know I, I like yeah. talking about everything so right so that's such a good question too yeah. and I think Tyler can support I can us answer with that this one. too okay yeah, yeah you can so answer it I don't when it comes to vehicle sales I don't think it's that I don't okay. think it I don't think it's a man versus woman, woman. thing ever I think it's a salesperson versus salesperson thing. Yeah. because when I sold vehicles in Atlanta it was like the wolf of wall street in there really? you know and I was new I was the noob in the business everyone knew that so in turn what did I receive from that I'll let slip under him and, and try to try to take some, advantage of try him. to get in some of these deals with him try to steal some of these sales from him that's what I experienced and I experienced wow. that from men yeah. so I don't think it's a man versus woman type of thing I think it's like a honestly I think the the I would say sales, but vehicle sales in particular, I feel like it can be a dog eat dog world sometimes. You know, some of the stuff I experienced at that dealership. And I would, in turn, I would recommend anyone that is getting into entrepreneurship or sales, you know, dabble in vehicle sales a little bit because I learned so much Mm -hmm. through that process. I trained with some of the top sales professionals in the States while working for the dealership that I worked for in Georgia. Um, I worked for the top-selling Nissan dealer in um, in the state. Oh, wow. So, yeah, just through that experience, I learned a lot. But yeah. there was some downsides to it. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny now that I look back <laughs> on it, honestly. You so know, like I told it you, it's like the little, experience. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. like, I wouldn't be who I am without that year of car that, sales. Yeah, I was definitely be like, I bet that builds you a lot working yeah. with cars and working with people and how to interact because you're already good at communication. Yeah. But I'm sure this sales side, too, it helped you to yeah. no, learn. Her motors is great. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. that's the dealership. I worked there for a while as well. Great dealership. This awesome. dealership I worked at in Atlanta. Ooh, <laughs> let me tell you, there was this one guy. He was the top sales professional, one of the top sales um, professionals there, and they put this dude in rehab probably like five Aww. times. Yeah, because he was so good at selling cars, they didn't want to get rid of him. Wow. He would be at, at work taking bumps on the lot, all sort of stuff. Yeah, that's right. I told you it's like the Wolf of Wall Street. I meant it. Well, I, you're like, I that. meant that. I meant it. You know, yeah. he wasn't the only guy either. There was other guys too. Yeah, I think. you know, but this dude was so good at selling cars, they didn't want to get rid of him. I know. He, yeah. he would go the entire month. He would go twenty days without selling one car. Within three days, he'll or within a week, he'll he'll bump out like twenty vehicles. Wow. He'll just be chilling the whole month, legs <laughs> crossed, just relaxing, sleeping and stuff. You know what I mean? You you guys probably know where I'm going with that. Yeah. You know. He, but that's why it's so important to like really think about how companies incentivize, um, not just cars, but banks. I mean, being dipping into the entrepreneurial world, learning how important that is on the front end to really establish yourself and your core values, um, and and 
being able to communicate that out, that money isn't really what we're after. There are an infinite number of things that we can do for money. Exactly. And so, so right now, okay, so you worked at this car dealership and then you worked for, um, hotels, um, being the communicator. Uh, communication I'm so executive, executive. <laughs> and now you're in Sioux Falls so yeah. what brought you back to Sioux Falls how long have you been here yeah um so I had a series of major life changes in 2020 but the year prior to that um in September of 2019 I found out that my mom had stage four cancer um and she would be on medication for the rest of her life and Um, the main goal was really to ensure that, you know, she could a take the medication and, um, stabilize over time, control the growth of the cancer cells. But, um, knowing that, you know, the inevitable would come that that would be, um, you know, coming it, it was really tough for me, September of 2020 to really look at a year has passed, um, Am I going to continue, you know, driving three hours each way um, for yeah. Yeah. time yeah. Yeah. and so, lose it at the same time? Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the pandemic also highlighted where <sighs> mm-hmm. I really needed to listen to my own values and put myself in a position where I wouldn't be out of alignment with them as frequently as I yeah. found myself. So, yeah. um yeah, starting my own business was was really the only answer. I talked to a few mentors, people I looked up to and and said, this is what I'm coming up against. I have all of these collaborators and friends coming back to the Sioux Falls area, oh, wow. mainly because of the pandemic as well. Yeah. So Mixmaker really came out of an awful situation and used it as a, a launching pad more yeah. than anything else. Um, agencies were going remote as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and being on the buying end, um, on the franchise advertising side, I was really familiar with the price points and, and really where the, the cost and expenses were for, you know, getting an agency to do your work. And I, I just came back to like, I could be so much more efficient than that. I can use a community Mm -hmm. around me. Um, and help them um, with the sales and marketing skills that I gained over time, primarily sales business development skills, um, and and really help them just as much as we help our clients. So Mixmaker is almost two-way where we're we're servicing a community and at the same time that community and Mixmaker is servicing the client. Wow. So is it just you? Yes. Or do you so have like partners? I'm a single member LLC. Oh, wow. And then the community is, we're up to eight right now. And then there are some unofficial members as well. But everyone else is an independent contractor. Wow. Yeah. And, or, you know, single member LLC as yeah. well. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'm kind of familiar with like marketing agencies. Um, I actually helped a um, startup company I want to say a year ago with the marketing agency and I noticed um, when it came to selling our services, um, it was very difficult for selling them here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, because a lot of people don't see the value of um, I'm not quite sure what you all offer, but like with this marketing agency, we offered like content creation ads. Social um, media marketing. Social media marketing. And a lot of the times, um, small businesses really didn't see the value. So do you find yourself like having troubles with that? Or how has that been going? No. Finding clients? No. <laughs> I, I really thought it would take a lot more to be as busy as we are right now. And uh, <laughs> I want to be like as humble with it as no, possible. But like it, it has blown up in a way that I didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. And being just over 100 days, I at the same time, I want to say I want to serve everybody, but we need to kind of build all of these out a little bit because yeah. I don't want to be a bottleneck within within the company at all. And I'm not at a point where I can hire anybody yeah. yet. So yeah. continually like doing the work that we have to the very best of our ability is like my continual focus day in and day out. It's not marketing. The company It's not doing PR for the company. Although those opportunities are, are 
coming up, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, left and right, just because it's an interesting concept and people get to tell the story of, you know, the return of a Sioux Falls resident to build her own business, even though she never thought that she would. Yeah. Um, but basically taking everything that I learned from working an in-house agency and building that out through the community um, has been extremely rewarding. Yeah. Um, and it's been good to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like my fear is that I'm 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 gonna mess up. I'm I'm gonna make a mistake. I'm gonna be working too hard or going too hard at this to really focus on the excellence um, that mm-hmm. really creates a brand. Yeah. So communications and PR differentiates okay. what we do and creates more value for the clients because. At the end of the day, marketing is, I, I like to cre- use this metaphor of if we're on a date, right? Mm-hmm. And I keep telling you repeatedly over and over how good I am at cooking, yeah. how, um, what else? <laughs> how good I am at cooking, how good I am with kids, yeah, you know, like yeah. all of this stuff. And then the guy next to me turns around and says, she's really good at cooking. Yeah. She's super good with kids. Yeah. One is marketing, the former, and the latter is PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's building credibility through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, communications as a service, I, I write a framework on the front end to ensure that there's efficiency throughout all of the creative content that a customer might want. They might mm-hmm. come to me and say, you know, I just need social media posts. I just need um, a video. I just, you know, whatever the just is, um, there also needs to be objectives that are outlined within that or else you're going to be throwing spaghetti at the wall for quite a while, (laughs) seeing what sticks, right? Um, And all throughout that process, you have, you know, risked your business investment more than anything else, your time, money. If you're purchasing ad placement for that video or you know, you're just spending it all on the video and haven't thought about ad placement, mm-hmm. really like structuring it on the front end. And even if we, we don't do any business beyond the communications framework itself, you can take that framework and playbook and go and execute on any number of content production pieces throughout yeah. the year. And yeah. you may or may not need Mixmaker after yeah. that. Yeah. That- it sounds like what you're saying is like just being really concise with things. And I think that's something we focus on a lot here at Wake, um, you know, with our startup is just being very concise, you know, and making sure the message reads or, you know, what it is that you're trying to brand or, you know, uh, portray or show to your customer base, you know, or your audience, just being very concise with it so that they understand it. I wish I was concise, but intentional, Mm -hmm. I think is, is, the biggest thing and the biggest thing I notice about you guys is how intentional you are Yeah. so that everything else that you communicate is on point because your right. intentions are on point. Yeah. Absolutely. That I like that intentional. And, and um, listening to you, it, you know, I heard you mention a little bit about, um, a little bit about, you know, how fast you're moving mm-hmm. and how that, you know, can be really fearful, you know, at times and, and scary. And I can definitely relate to that because business, just like life, it's up and down. Sometimes you have to just be ready. You can't prepare for certain things. Mm -hmm. But I will say everything that's led you up to this moment has you where you are right now. And it's amazing to me how you've taken all of these little pieces from everything that you've dabbled in and you mixed it all up and made Mixmaker. Oh my gosh. I love that. Mixmaker. I love that. You know, that's what it's all about. I have a question. How did you come up with Mixmaker? If you don't mind sharing a little bit about that. Oh, I decided in a matter of a few days and bought the domain, um, at like one o'clock in the morning, oh. like one night before <laughs> I handed happens. my letter of resignation in. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I only knew like a few things about names that stick and um, I really wanted it to have three syllables. I wanted it to be, you know, easy to pronounce even by like toddlers. Yeah. Right? Those yeah. were my measures. Um, during the pandemic, I mean, I, I lived by myself. So for the five years that I was working for the hotel company, I traveled um, 
constantly. I was kind of a ping pong ball across the United States wow. running, yeah, either a conference or um, some kind of event from one place. And then sometimes we're on tour doing multiple grand openings in the same day and wrangling everyone from the mayor to operators. Like, I was going so fast, I never really had to, like, live, live by myself, you know? So when everything stopped cold, like, my last trip was out of Seattle, kind of like the epicenter, and it was, that was just two days before the pandemic was declared, and I, uh, everything halted, and I got really quiet, and I spent a lot of time by myself, which I like ultimately desired, but there was a vacuum Mm. and I actually filled that vacuum with music. Um, I I went through like a, I I keep calling it the dark ages where music was like maybe my number one passion, discovering new music, listening to music, um, always having my headphones in when Mm -hmm. I traveled. Um, But I, I didn't really discover new music, um, especially during the time where I was so focused on that career. Um, and then I, I went back and I listened to all of the music. That's how I spent all of like my free, free time was making playlists. So ultimately to, to go back to your question, it's mix maker is kind of based on music. Mm. It's harmony. That is so profound. Yeah. That's awesome. You're a really deep thinker. Yeah. Too deep. (laughs) <laughs> i know how i know how to go he is like so deep. i started wake yeah. around the time that i was going through a pivotal moment too and yeah it's pretty dark <laughs> yeah it is. And, but we need those moments you know yeah. what i mean those to moments overcome your obstacles absolutely to, to grow something new and if you allow it to those dark moments can become your upside but it's up to you oh, yeah. to make that decision you know yeah. you either get down on the world or you take that mix it all up and do what knock here is doing. Yes, exactly. I feel like that's that's beautiful and that's profound the way that you came up with that name. And um, do you utilize that story um, in terms of like branding, marketing? How often do you share that story? Because I feel that story can bless a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So I would say on the on the client end, many people are familiar with the term marketing mix. You know, you you create a marketing mix, and people in the industry get that. Um, so I haven't delved into like, I've always wanted to market with emojis too. And if I had to choose an emoji, it would be a, a nice pair of headphones yeah. for mix maker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's focusing on, um, on the beauty of harmony and how much harmony itself is a, a core value of mine. I've always looked to music to kind of inspire me um to find yeah. all of those right pieces that need to fit for something to work something and to yeah. be well-rounded and wow Absolutely. that's an awesome story it really is i going back to communication um i know you mentioned how you're not like when it comes to public speaking like you have a degree in communication but when it comes to public speaking it can be scary it can be two in your head how do you deal with that because i can relate to that like a lot of people see me as like oh my gosh like you're you can just talk 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 but in reality like coming up to those moments it's terrifying i literally feel like i'm going to pass out like you know what i mean (laughs) you've seen how the how the podcast is going so far it it's so funny to me because mona lisa before something like this she'll be oh, I'm nervous or this and that. And I'm like, babe, you're going to talk the whole time. <laughs> Do you see her? Do you see this woman? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm just over here like, yeah, babe. <laughs> but that's a part Do of your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I want to ask you, how do you deal with that? Like, because yeah. like you said that you held conferences. Are you the one main yeah. one speaking? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, oh, I was never like great on stage. I was, I was, <laughs> I was good at um, saying things maybe in a memorable way, in a way that people hadn't heard maybe before. Um, and I, I really focus on being so present. Um, yeah. Those are really my main two intentions is to tell the truth and to be present. And then um, there may be value for the audience members. Yeah. If I were to focus on like earning my space and deserving it, 
I, and talking about myself the whole time and no one else would take really anything away from the effort that that was, then, you know, everything would be in vain. So mm. the risk again was, it was pretty clear. I know that, um, as far as clients and customers go, they need us to be yeah. consistent more than, um, authentic mm. is what we, we tend to talk about authenticity and I think that's so important to bring to the moment and the right now um but being consistent consistently so also means to to always be here and yeah. to listen and absolutely to not rush through the middle I would absolutely. say because that's where we tend to get really uncomfortable and in our heads is when like things get quiet and you want to get to the part where you say something cool and it sticks yeah but really allowing yourself to pace to yourself think yeah. through the middle and to mm. be comfortable yeah. Yeah. In there is good. I, yeah. yeah i think that if you aren't you know feeling those things if you don't have those feelings going on in your body like nervousness in your heart and stuff, in your yeah. head then you're bored you know because if i showed up to any podcast like oh we gotta do do like it ain't gonna be that <laughs> we cool. gotta do another podcast today i gotta go make some clothes today mm -hmm. you know that's how a lot of people feel in life you know, many people don't wake up in the morning like, oh, I'm nervous to go to work today because this, I got this going on and that. You know, I think that those feelings are working for us. You know, yeah. they aren't against us. That that feeling should be an indicator to you that you're enjoying the process and what you're doing. You know, if you're feeling anxious about something, that's because you like what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and I think we can confuse those feelings sometimes with being fearful. When in reality, you know, most people aren't waking up in the morning anxious about starting their Something day new. at work. Yeah. They they just don't want to go, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, how can I call in today? Yeah, I don't feel like doing this, you know. And for instance, with Mona Lisa being nervous about, you know, certain guests that we have on and stuff like that. I think that should tell you that you, you're actually excited about it mm -hmm. because when uh, some of these jobs I worked in the past. I wasn't nervous about going to, you know, sell clothes to someone when I worked in retail. Yeah, I didn't wake go. up in the morning like, dang, I'm nervous about dealing with these customers it's tomorrow. It's not your own. Yeah. If anything, I was like, uh, I got to get through the day tomorrow, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that those yeah. are good indicators. You know, when we're feeling fearful, if we're anxious about something that we're, we have coming up, if we're afraid that our business might fail, that's because we love it and we're enjoying the process and you know, in life, whether it's a relationship with someone or anything, we tend to cling as human beings to things that we love. Yeah. And that just that should just tell you that you love what you're doing and, and you're really enjoying the process and yeah. and you want it to last for a long time. Yes. So um, just really diving into that feeling with gratitude, I feel, you know, can really catapult us into the next things that we have going on. Oh, yeah. Just waking up, having gratitude for it. You know, I'm I'm thankful that. I have a business that I'm 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 scared as hell of. Sometimes, yeah. you know, this is scary. It, running a streetwear brand is scary, and and I'm thankful that I have something in my life that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. you know that my my dreams and my goals are so big that they scare me. Yeah, and um, I think just really just getting to the the nitty gritty and just just looking at at the really small pieces of it. Yeah. I feel that's what helps me because listening to your story and hearing how passionate you are about it. And how knowledgeable, how knowledgeable you are about what you're doing. It really, it's inspiring me right now. Yeah. And I can see that, you know, as long as you're putting, you know, your best foot forward and just going hard and, you know, keeping that passion for it, you're going to do really well with this thing. Being, see, I thought you were a year in. I know. I'm like a hundred days. A hundred days. That's nothing, <laughs> and you're already doing so amazing. Yeah. Like, thank you. Tell us a little. What What does the future hold for you? What What mm. with business, personal, could be anything. What 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 does the future hold? Oh my gosh, that's such a big question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you got any cool projects yeah. you're working on? Yeah. You got yeah. <laughs> so what I would really like to see for Mixmaker within our first year is to um, at least get working on a feature or a short documentary. I think that might be one of the coolest long-term yeah. projects that we have. Um, when I was starting Mixmaker and getting, you know, the paperwork done, we were just on the other side of the election too. So mm. I would love to see us um, working on some loss leaders, which, you know, would be um, like meaningful 
um, projects that that might not be earning, you know, us a ton of revenue, but those are the projects that I want to be able to get to. Um, right now, the the services that are selling, like, and keeping me really busy are <laughs> really on the communications and PR end. There is a major niche within the market for wow. that. So getting to the point where um, I can still fulfill those services and manage those services, but maybe not... Um, the one actively producing and doing all the ghostwriting and mm. and drafting for the press releases. So that would be like the first, you know, in-house position that I would actually train for and really looking for yeah. um, to be able to scale the business is to take myself out of the the nitty gritty of producing the, and in writing the business and working people. outside. Because yeah. I, I will sink so much yeah. time into it until it's perfect, until it reads like nothing, you know, that has been yeah. said so far. Um, I think it goes back to one of your points too. In college, I studied journalism, not mass communications. Oh. I hated PR. Oh. I was, yeah, I was <laughs> being a journalist is the antithesis of being PR. So oh. really approaching everything from the lens of a journalist wanting to convey the absolute truth yeah. as it is, as they found it to the public, that still remains um a calling for me today so seeing our projects come through um we have some video projects coming up here that are really exciting that Mm. just look to tell like the day in and day out story of businesses and how some really cool stuff gets done in the Sioux Falls area I'm really excited about that so the first year itself looks like it's already kind of packed I have a, a couple retainer clients who will keep me busy throughout the rest of the year. And then um, a couple more that I'm considering right now and proposing right now that would would fill up my personal time. And then, um, you know, get me to a place of stability, not worried about um, paying the bills so that we can focus on some of those longer term. Yeah. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah, It's really amazing sitting back and being able to listen to Knox's story. Yeah. Where, 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 where could we, where, where can we find you? What are your social medias? Let everyone know. We're going to have to let them know twice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you'd like to learn about Mixmaker, the community and the services that we provide, go to mixmaker.info. And then on Twitter, it's I M Knock Thatch, N G O C T H A C H. And then Instagram is the same as well. Awesome. Yeah. That, so this comes to mind. Outside of work life, what is something that, you know, what's like a typical day for Knock outside of work life? Something that you're passionate about? I heard music <laughs> today. I want to hear, you know, the places in the world that, you know, you want to see that you probably haven't seen yet. All of that good stuff. I want to know a little bit more about Knock outside of work life. Yeah, I I do love traveling so much. Um, Leap day last year, I did the Angels Landing hike, um, and I'm terrified of heights. So it was oh. it was one of the conquering your fears. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a knack for doing that. Like yeah. I love adrenaline way too much. So <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. Oh, during car sales, like that was. Oh, you where you like that part of, of that. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, test track? Okay, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I So I, I do like um, actively walking. Like that helped me process so much stuff this past yeah. year. So walking helps a lot, that forward movement. And then like I've read a lot about lateral eye movements too mm-hmm. um, that really help you clear and process mm. um, certain traumas or issues that you're working through. Mm. So I did a ton of walking over the past uh, year and a half, I would say. And I mean, that went from hikes to city streets. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't particularly, uh, this is going to make me sound off-putting, but um, I really like my AirPods so much. Like I I have phantom AirPod syndrome sometimes where I think (laughs) I have them in, but I don't. And then I'm like, why can I hear things right now? (laughs) So any chance that I get to to go on a walk and to listen to music, it's it's being done, you know. Um, Awesome. That's beautiful. Music must be like a big passion of yours. Yeah. It, It. has yeah. been especially during that time yeah. mm-hmm. alone yeah. Yeah. yeah 
I think music is the universal language, yeah. you know, because That's really what you're listening to is what someone else is going through in their life, mm-hmm. you know, um, with music being so poetic and the vibrations and the sounds, you know, it's kind of like reading a autobiography within, mm-hmm. you know, three minutes or yeah. listening to yeah. one within three minutes, you know, because there's so much emotion that goes into music. You know, you can you can not necessarily speak the same language that the artist is singing in or rapping in or whatever, but you can feel it. And I feel that music is relatable on a universal level, you know, yeah. you know that's, that's really big. That's really big. Um, Thank you. Where would you say that you are today or um, with your self-love journey? I want to hear a little bit about oh, that. Man. Like, what does self-love mean to you? Oh, when I first heard the phrase, it was on an album cover. Um, it might have been a, a college band's um one of their first albums, The Great Self-Love. That's actually the kickback. So shout out mm. to them. Um, it it seemed like a, a cliche. And mm. it did up until very recently for me when I had a, a, an incredibly personal um, journey with it. I think without self-love, I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I've done in the past 100 plus days. That's yeah. for sure. Um when I left my job, I was staunch about taking at least a month where all I worked on was myself to ensure that I could be the boss that I deserved for Mm. myself. Um, Because there wouldn't be a business, there wouldn't be any forward movement if I wasn't healthy. And I wouldn't be healthy if I didn't learn how to, um, to move through things by like giving myself grace and love and, um, and putting the hammer away, like for so many years, every single time I made a mistake, I, I would just take the hammer out and yeah. just go at it and it would be constant, you know? And then I would wonder why, you know, um, I was so anxious or depressed or dreadful. Um, yeah. and now it, it's not that way anymore. I simply, I, I don't feel that way about myself. I don't feel that way about others. Wow. And, you know, through that process of self-love, a lot of the times you're going to realize like these thoughts that you have or that you're having aren't yours. You know, they may have been given to you by someone else through trauma. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of things. And as you mentioned earlier, with the the term self-love being so cliche, I feel like people look at it as being cliche because we don't see what's behind that. We don't see that it's a messy journey. You know, it sounds fun. Self-love sounds fun. Oh, self-love. I love myself. I'm doing. No, it's really not. It it actually sometimes I wish there was a different term for like, you know, it besides like, (laughs) you know, it's sounding so fun because it's really not. Um, It's a lot of work that goes into self-love. Yeah, I feel like people look at self-care as self-love and that's the mix up mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. oh i love myself because i'm getting my nails done and that's mm-hmm. all that they see but they don't see what's behind that the, the the shadow work the uncovering all of your traumas and obstacles through your life that you have been through and like sitting with them and figuring them out and owning up to your bullshit. that's yeah. hard to do yeah. and like you know i can relate to you when it comes to like beating yourself up and um I don't know for you, but for me, you know, when I beat myself up, it's because I haven't dealt with that like particular trauma of mine. And so Mm -hmm. instead of working through it, I'm beating myself up because it's hard to accept it and let it out and Mm -hmm. let it go. And so um, I feel like, yeah, that's a lot of people get self-care and self-love mixed up. It's not the same. Yeah. It's, right. it's not the same you know it's fun to go get your nails done go get your hair done and stuff like that feel good get some new clothes that's fun but you know self-love isn't fun all the time and it's about waking up and, and making that choice to you know stay on that straight and narrow and and choose yourself yeah you know choose yourself today to everyone out there that is listening choose yourself you are not selfish for choosing yourself and if you are selfish for choosing yourself Sit with that and be okay with it because mm-hmm. you got to be selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. You wake up to your thoughts every day. You go to sleep to your thoughts. When it comes down to, you know, moments in your life that are very hard 
it don't matter who you have around you or how much they do for you. You are the person that gets yourself through it. Yeah. You are, and it's it's good to have people around you that encourage you and that pour into your life. But it is you that got yourself through the hard, hardest moments of your life. You yeah. and give yourself some credit for that, and don't feel bad, and, and don't don't you know beat yourself up when you have a moment where you need to be selfish and it doesn't feel good. Just just be okay with it. Be okay. And we encourage you to be okay with it. And thank you for sharing that with us Absolutely. because. I believe when we talk more about this and when we share our stories, it, it helps all of us in this fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? That blessed yeah. me today. And I'm so thankful to have the one and only Knock Thatch <laughs> on the show today. I want to hear you drop your website one more time. Like I said, we got to drop that two times today because <laughs> they, they got to get The listeners got to get it. You yes, know what I, I mean? agree. Thank so, you so much, you yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> If you want to learn about Mixmaker, it's mixmaker.info, I-N-F-O. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's I'm Knock Thatch. Awesome. That is just like that. Just like that. Mixmaker. Take the things you go through in life, you know, put them in that pot, mix it up, and create something great out of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on here today. It was really nice to meet you, and I loved hearing your story. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's like a dream getting to meet you finally after all these years. Like your energy and radiance, it's it's Aww. infectious. So hey, being I like in your presence is great. Oh, stop! Yes. And Tyler, you too. Hey, if you want to take her for like two weeks. Hey. Be my guy. I think that hey, come on, let's go. Let's go on a girls' trip. <laughs> Bye. Oh, this God. is people being people. Everyone, hope you all's week is off to a great start. We're gonna crush this week. It's Monday. You know what we believe in on this podcast. Gonna make it a great week. People being people. Self love isn't an easy journey, especially when you've came from a really broken place inside of you. It's an everyday joy, 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 joy.